It really was quite a night. Do you remember it? Let's read the words, okay? Let's read the words from Luke chapter 2. It goes like this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Can you imagine being in the dark? Out on a hillside, you haven't seen anything bright for many hours since daylight left. And all of a sudden, there's this brightness all around you. They didn't have electricity. They weren't used to light shows back then. And a man's there that they've never seen. And there's this, this light show going on around him. And he begins to speak. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. Usually I just skip over that phrase. I get to the rest of it. But I've been thinking about that phrase this week. Do not be afraid. I looked it up in my concordance. I found that there are 80 occurrences of those exact words in the Bible. And many more that intimate that thought. Do you think that people back then had an issue with fear? Of course, we don't today, do we? <laughs> do not be afraid. Let's see how the, how the shepherds did, okay? Let's pick up the story. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I don't know how religious these shepherds were, but I'll tell you one thing. They were keeping sheep that were used in the sacrifices in the temple. Bethlehem was like really close to Jerusalem. And so the flocks that were kept around Bethlehem were the ones that were sold to worshipers and used by the priests and Levites in the temple worship. So they were taking care of the sheep that would be used in the sacrifices. They had to have known something about the Messiah. And so when the, when the angel announced to them that the Messiah had been born, I'm sure that something clicked in their minds. And then he said, this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And they're confused because their thoughts of a Messiah were, was always of someone who would come in on a horse with an army and destroy the Romans who were occupying that territory. So this idea of a baby being born in a manger where animals are fed from, um, they were confused. Well, they got a boost in their faith. Look at the next part. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. No offense, choir, but they were better than you. And you were good. 
I tell you, it is great singing in front of that back row of basses. My goodness. Anybody could sing in front of them. But this was a great angelic choir. And you know what? We're going to get to hear it someday. Those of us who know him, we're going to hear a choir like that. Hallelujah. They heard it and probably saw it. Well, how did they respond? I can imagine the temptation. You're confronted with something that's completely unexpected. And what is your first reaction? Now, for many of us, our first reaction would be fear. Fear, pull back, hide, get safe. There's a few daring souls out there that would just run right to it. You love the action and you'll go right for it, but most of us are gonna back off. It's new and we don't wanna be confronted with anything new and I'm not sure what's gonna happen to me. And they could have been that way. But you know what? They started talking to each other. And they said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They somehow, these humble men somehow made the connection that God was speaking to them. God, through the angel. And so what did they do? They took a risk and they ran to Bethlehem from their, from their fields, wherever they were. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Christ the Lord, the Messiah, in a manger. You know, manger doesn't quite have a, the right ring to me. I, I still think of Christmas and manger. Manger is really where animals eat. It's dirty. It's not sanitary. It's not what you would put your baby into. He was in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. We're going to visit Mary in just a minute. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. We get confronted by new things all the time, don't we? There are new things that come down the pike and they, they confront us and they surprise us. And we always have this choice to run and hide or to recognize, especially when it's from God, that God has brought this and to embrace it even though it's scary to take it on and say, yes, I'm going to do this like the shepherds did. I'm going to go to Bethlehem. We're going to go. We're going to see this thing that God told us about through the angel. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3 has some really neat words that I'd like for us to consider this morning. Look at them. But now this is what the Lord says. 
He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Evangel Temple, do not be afraid. You have a mighty Savior. Sir, ma'am, do not be afraid no matter what's coming at you. You have a mighty Savior who will walk you through any flame, any flood. Son or daughter, do not be afraid at what's coming down the pike. God is with you, and he will be with you through anything. Well, in the Christmas story, that phrase, do not be afraid, occurs four times. Once with a man by the name of Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, and we won't talk about him today, but there's another really special person who an angel said the very same words to, and I'd like to think about her for just a minute, okay? Let's look at some scripture again. This time we're we're going backwards a little bit. And Luke chapter 1, verse 26, let's pick it up there. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Okay, it was something new again, wasn't it? She's a humble girl. She's a virgin. And this this person appears to her and makes this statement, and she's troubled. She doesn't know what that means. But the angel said to her, and again, I usually pass over these words, but here they are. Do not be afraid, Mary. Usually so interested in what follows, I never never think about that. Do not be afraid, Mary. I think he was speaking to her about a certain kind of faith that would be required not just in the short haul. He wasn't just saying, don't be afraid because I'm an angel and I frightened you. He was talking about a faith that could endure over years and over circumstances that were way beyond her control that we would consider horrible circumstances. So this is a, this is a long obedience. This is a long obedience. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, 
And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. That would be a pretty important question, wouldn't it? She's going to have a son. And she knows she's a virgin. How is this going to happen? The angel answered. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For for no word from God will ever fail. Now, listen to this next phrase. Listen to how Mary responds. And tell me, is she hiding? Has she retreated in fear? Or has she embraced what God has brought to her? Let's read it. Would you read it with me out loud? I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I think she embraced it. Do you think so? She embraced what God brought to her. She didn't know what that was going to mean let's talk about it for just a minute it meant that she was going to be on a long journey when she was about to deliver what I've read from scholars that know about the terrain and the the geography probably a five-day trip to from Nazareth to to uh, Bethlehem That's what she was looking at just before she gave birth. I can't imagine that. That's one of the things. And then getting there, and instead of being received by warm and wonderful people, she's finding that there's no room. And somehow she's in a stable or a place where cattle or or livestock live, and she's giving birth and laying her child in a manger. And then, without a lot of rest, an angel prompts them to to head to Egypt because Herod is trying to kill her son. And so they're on the run. And then there's later life. And as her son grows and becomes a man, begins to finally teach and to engage and to share the good news, she observes him being ridiculed and mocked and rejected by the very people that he came for, her kinsmen. And then she stood at the cross. She watched him. As they nailed him to the cross, She's a mother. How would you feel? Did she say, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here. I don't, we don't know. We don't know what she said. But I think she was involved in a long obedience when the angel said, 
do not be afraid. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She said, I don't know what's involved, but I'm in. I'm in. What has God brought to you? What is he facing you with today? We're facing some things as a church. What are you facing individually? Are you saying, I'm out of here? I didn't sign up for this. This is too hard. Are you saying, may your word to me be fulfilled? Are you saying that to the Lord? I hope you are. I hope you are. The shepherds, can you imagine if they had hid in a cave instead of going to Bethlehem? We never would have had the joy that we had this morning in the songs had they not said yes and embraced the new thing that was coming and said yes to God and gone to Bethlehem and become the first witnesses of Jesus. They were the ones. And they just enliven every Christmas celebration we have. I want to be that kind of person. And then there's Mary. The shepherd's obedience to do not be afraid was a quick obedience. They responded quickly. And sometimes we lag behind too much. We have to think about it so long. Am I going to do this or not? We know God is calling us to do this or that, but we... We hold back the shepherds. Bless their hearts. They didn't study all the Greek and Hebrew that was involved in that, but they went and they obeyed because they sensed God was in it. Let's be quicker in our response to the Lord. But also, let's be longer. Let's be longer. Like Mary. And when it gets tough and it's difficult, Rather than saying, I'm out, I'm gone. Say, I'm with you. God, are you with me? And we'll, we'll hear his word saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Lord, our celebration this morning has been so impacted by people who aren't even present today, by shepherds who responded to you in simple faith and embraced what you brought to them. By Mary, we're just in awe of this response to you such a long response. She never, she never quit. She never gave up. No matter what came her way with things that we would call disastrous and unthinkable. May we be like her, Lord. May we obey you. Obey your do not be afraid. And uh, obey longly. 
If you're here this morning, I'd like you to still be bowed in prayer, but I want to ask you a question. I'm not addressing God right now, but you, if you've come today and you need to restore your relationship with Jesus, I would like to invite you to do that right now. If you've come today and you've never entered a personal, close relationship with Jesus, I'd like to invite you to do that today. Would you do this? Just simply ask in your own spirit, in your own mind, invite Jesus into your heart. Say, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. I want to follow you. That simple prayer will start you on a path of a new life. Hallelujah. God, I pray for all of us today, for those that have done something like we just prayed and invited you in for the first time or perhaps renewed a relationship that has grown cold. Would you inspire them and fill them with your spirit? And for the rest of us, God, may we leave today. May we not be afraid of the things that you bring to our lives. But may we say yes, like the shepherds, quickly. And may we say say yes, like Mary, longly. May we follow no matter what. And thank you that you will take us through the floods, the fire, and you will never leave us nor forsake us. We pray these things today in Jesus' name.